Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on this lovely Monday. It's warm as balls out there, so uh, make sure you're sitting in air conditioning. Although, I am sitting under a vent as I have all morning. Uh, Eddie Scazzeri joins me today, and if anybody was watching on TV, you're probably thinking, why is this a-hole wearing a hoodie on July 15th when it feels like 100 degrees outside? Why? Because if you come over here, Eddie, you'll feel the Arctic blowing on me all morning long, but so be it. How are you? I am fine, and hello, podcast people. And yes, I was wondering that as well. It's cold as hell in here. Yeah, it is It is chilly in here. It's ridiculous. So, And it's funny, because I almost... Sal... Sal Akata gave me a, a Buckmas in July mm-hmm. shirt that I was going to wear today. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? Geo's in. I'm not there. When I'm here, I control the thermostat, but I figure it's their show. I leave yeah. it alone. Uh, and I'm glad I wore the hoodie. I might be in a scarf tomorrow. And Boomer really cranks it He low. puts it down to 62 when he comes in. Does Geo do the same thing? Uh, he must have because it got pretty cold pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. So I would say so. So a couple of things for you today, Edward. Um I know I had told you months ago that I had gotten into NCIS. Matthew mm-hmm. yes. binge-watched it, and I would catch an episode from time to time with him, but it's not me. I can't sit there like he did and in six days watch 20 seasons. I can't no. do it. I mean, it's And it was more than six days, but you get my point. He was watching probably four and five episodes a day to where he got through 20 seasons and... 24 episodes per season. So you do the math. It's a lot of shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many is that? Like 400? Yeah. It's a lot. 
So, but I would see, you know, one day here, I'd watch one with him and then I'd watch another. And slowly, when you don't even realize it, you start to really become familiar with the characters and you all of a sudden, you know, their names and you know, you start to know the show and also recurring actors and actresses and characters in the show. So I decided probably about three months ago, four months ago, I'm going to watch an episode a day. I enjoy it. I like the show, but what's weird is, um, I started watching it with the Rutgers travel. So probably January, I say, was when I started watching it. And I was watching it on my on my little tablet. And I had watched a bunch of them in the early seasons. So I started on season six only because I had watched with him the last like five episodes of season five. So I figured rather than go back, I'm just going to continue. And I want, I think we went to Illinois. I figure where we went. So I'm now up to season 16. And it has hit me that I'm coming towards the end of the series. Like in mm-hmm. another month, I'll be done with it. And now it is it is no longer be in production? No, it's it's coming back in the fall for season 21. Oh, it is? Okay. It is. But I don't know how much longer. This show's not going to go on for 50 years. I mean, you would think at some point it's going to be over, especially with Mark Harmon not in it anymore, but whatever. And it hit me like, as I'm watching the show yesterday, I watched two episodes yesterday, when it's over, like, those characters are gone. And that's it. And I started thinking about like favorite shows growing up. Was there ever for you, whether it was a drama, a comedy, anything like that, that you got, it was appointment television for you where every week and it was different. No Netflix back in the day, clearly, Mm -hmm. but like you couldn't wait for nine o'clock on Tuesday for blah, blah, blah. Well, for me, it was late seventies and it was CBS on Friday nights. Was that Dukes of Hazzard in Dallas? And, but first the incredible Hulk. Oh, okay. So it was all three of them, mm. back to back to back. But other than that, I bet I would. I really liked. I got into Mash because I would watch the older ones that were in syndication. Okay, but it was such a long-lived series that it was still then going on. I think I forget the last Mash. How long was Mash for? How many oh, years? Gosh. Did you say? Uh, I want to say it was fifteen yeah. years. It was that long. That's just a guess, but you know, I 11. I, okay, 11, so not seasons. as long, but it was still going on, and I got into it. And then, like, the whole last MASH episode, and but that is a series that has not held up. I think some of the earlier ones, when it was more just comedy mm-hmm. and less dramatic. Those hold up, but then the some of the later ones, it doesn't really translate for whatever reason. Why? Because it got too serious? Uh, it just, yeah, just the themes and the, the I don't know, it just something about it didn't really hold up for me over time. Maybe it does for some people. What's, so what's interesting is I did not realize until I just Googled this, I was not a MASH fan. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely seen some episodes. Sure. I thought MASH was a play on Vietnam. And as I'm reading here, it was about the Korean War. Yes. And they say, and the the line is, MASH ran for 11 seasons, even though the Korean War only lasted three. Correct. So yeah. perhaps maybe people got tired of the theme of the show, maybe, because the Korean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, like, in terms of why it didn't hold up or why yeah. it ended. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I can't. I, I just I can't even put my finger on it. Some of the earlier ones, before they, they did make sort of a switch. And the cast changed, and 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 Frank Burns left, and then they kind of changed the Hot Lips Sulahan Loretta Switz character. 
you know, she kind of evolved and changed. It just, for me, it just didn't really hold up. But some of the earlier ones did. It's interesting because I said to Matthew when he was on like season 19 um, of watching NCIS, and I said, man, the characters are all different. Like, how do you even stay with it? And he's like, well, because of the way they all left at different times, it's just like they start to blend back in and you get very familiar with them. Like, well, I, I can't see that if I watch it and now I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. And you do. You get used to all the different characters and it's like it's not the same as it was, but it's still pretty damn good. And it's it's a great, really a great show. I actually enjoy it a and lot. And you, did you, so you have, did not start with season one. I did not. Now, I've seen a lot of them, okay. but I did not enough, start at season enough one. Enough to sort of. Oh, absolutely. And like, so Kim even watches it. She did start at season one, but she's like me. She's not going to watch six episodes a day. It's like one a day. So she's like on season five. And by the mm-hmm. time she catches up, it'll be 2026. 20, um, but it's something she likes to watch because, you know, it's 45 minutes, no commercials with the Netflix and it's easy. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's one of those shows that, um, you, you get used to the characters being there. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what he's gone, but how am I going to watch the show? And the new guy comes in and you start watching the show. Mm -hmm. It's not so bad. Not the same. It's different, but still pretty good. And, but, and this is something you just do independently. Obviously you just watch it on your own. Whenever I, whenever I have 45 minutes I will squeeze a show in. Yes. So like yesterday, mm-hmm. I spent yesterday morning. We were supposed to finish our tournament yesterday. Um, we were supposed to go down to Trenton at 8 a.m. Uh, we knew the weather was bad, but I also knew Trenton's an hour away. Maybe the mm-hmm. weather wasn't raining. So I still got up at 6 o'clock yesterday morning and was going to get uh, Joseph up at 6.15 because we were going to leave by 6.35. And I got up at 6, went downstairs, 6.05. I got the text from one of our coaches, we're canceled. Go back to bed. Well, I'll talk to you in a few days. I was up though. Like, you know, once I got out of bed, I was kind of up and I went to bed at 10 30, mm-hmm. assuming we were going to play a game. And so, uh, instead of in the past, I probably would have went in and put that on yesterday though. I tried to teach myself video editing. So Gallo gave me a quick little, uh, instructional, uh, class, if you will. So I went to do it. I'm like, all right, I don't remember anything you showed me. So I went to YouTube and there was a great 20 minute video on Adobe Premiere Pro. And so I watched it twice and then I started to try and edit. I bought Adobe Pro. Needless to say, that started at 6.05 noon. I was still editing stuff at my dining. I learned. And now this is all for all the videos you have of the baseball team. Well, it's for anything I want to do. But yes, I mean, the idea is I would like to put together little highlight packages for the boys and for like we had a great game last week in Virginia where we beat a 14-year-old team out of Long Island. Uh, Five-nothing, Our one of our pitchers threw a one-hitter. We had clutch hitting. So I'm going to string that game together, which a two-hour game I can string together in nine minutes by taking out all the crap. In the past, I've paid Gallo to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Now I know. And it was kind of fun. Like, I almost felt accomplished. Like I really learned something. And uh, just similarities to the audio editing no. or just no? No. Everyone says that. No. It's not even remotely close. Okay. I mean, yes, you can delete certain areas in the audio file and I guess the video file too, but you still have to clip and drag and place. And no. It's mm-hmm. knowing, I would say, knowing how to edit audio digitally helps you to a point of kind of understanding piecing piece uh, piecing clips together but when you're doing it visually and it's just 
the whole, but you got a source page and a play page and a bin pad. It's like, there's so much it, going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But I felt pretty good about myself that I actually learned something. Oh, that's good. And how much was the program? Uh, I did. I signed up for one year. Mm-hmm. And then I'll decide if I was 200 bucks. Okay. For one year. And then if I want to, if this is working, and then I'll, yeah. I'll keep well, doing if it. You, if you're going to use it like you, know, you want to, it'll be more than worth it. Yeah, I would because I would also use it for the cornhole. Mm-hmm. I would love to put together like a cornhole reel sure. the way I paid Izzo to do one for me back right, in the day, right. which came out great. But I would love to update that and do my own thing. Right, as, uh, as an additional thing for the people who are paying to, yeah. to be in the league. Be kind of cool. Put up the yeah. highlights on YouTube. Right. You know, if you want to see them. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I saw this headline and I thought, why not ask you if you would have the wherewithal to do this? If I can find it really quick. All right, listen to this headline. Mm-hmm. Leaping to action. Passenger crash lands a plane at Martha's Vineyard after the pilot passes out. Mm. Now, I think all of us, not all of us, I think most of us, in a moment like that, your adrenaline, fear, whatever, would kick into gear and you would take the wheel and try and figure yes. it out. Could you imagine, though, being in that moment? Like, you're a passenger on a plane, and this is a small plane. It's not a commercial plane. It's probably a small 10... And it's a prop, not a jet? Looks like a prop plane. Uh, You know what? It's Martha's Vineyard, and looking at the picture, it could be a small jet. I don't know. That's hard to tell. Could you imagine being in that situation where you've got to go do something you've never done and have no idea, and yet there you are trying to land a plane, or you're gone? Yeah. Uh, no, I would like not to imagine that, but you know, if it happened, I would like to think I could maybe, you know, at least make a decent attempt and everybody was okay. Um, or just minor injuries. Yeah. I mean, basically let's see the passenger on board, a small plane, blah, 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 blah. After the pilot passed out behind the controls, the female passenger took over, uh, when the 79-year-old male pilot suffered a medical emergency upon final pro- approach, she landed the plane in a grassy area near a runway at the island's airport, but the impact uh, caused the left wing to break in half. Mm. The pilot was medevac to Boston Hospital, life-threatening condition, the woman unharmed. Mm. How about that? Mm. And what's interesting about that is they always tell you when you brace yourself, you're more apt to be injured. Correct. As opposed to if you're just, your body's relaxed. He was passed out. Yeah. And he's the one that got medevaced. Well, that could be not from the from the landing, but from his, what caused him to pass out. Oh, that's out. true. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, it doesn't say anything else. They had flown from Westchester to Martha's Vineyard. She's fine. 100%. She went to the, air, uh, to the hospital, got checked out, and was clear. And they were on a protest, so it doesn't even sound like like you know, you see in the movies where she gets on the and the you know the tower is talking or you know hey you see this lever you see this it sounds like she just had to do it and without any instruction whatsoever yeah, where no one was walking her through it right and right her, right pull this level do right that. right right that is some scary crap mm. and then this was the other story that I saw before one more we'll wrap up with um you saw the movie um what the hell's the name of it oh come on the movie with Tom Hanks Castaway. I have never seen you it. You never saw Castaway? I'm aware it exists, as we yeah. like to say. 
You know what's cool about Castaway, if you ever have time to, and it's long, I think it's a two-hour movie, mm-hmm. two hours and 15 minutes maybe. What's amazing about Castaway is how long the movie goes on with no dialogue, mm-hmm. and yet it is unbelievably intriguing to watch and captivating yeah. in a way. Right, and it has basically one character for the almost the whole... yeah. In the beginning, you've got a cast. At the end, you've got a cast. Right. And in the middle, it's just Tom Hanks and his volleyball Wilson. Right. For, for like almost two hours. Yeah. And it's still, it's just, I don't know. It's still a very interesting movie to watch. So an Australian man has been rescued in the Pacific after surviving, listen to this, two months on rainwater and raw fish. Uh, so they're comparing him to Castaway. Um, but he had, instead of a volleyball, he had a dog with him. Which is pretty wild. Uh, 51-year-old cancer survivor and his dog, Bella, set off from Mexico in April on a catamaran journey uh, to the French Polynesia, but their vessel was damaged in a storm. A catamaran? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. They, but they made they made landfall somewhere. No. 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 They were adrift in the oh. Pacific. Ufa. They survived by drinking rainwater and eating raw fish. Wednesday, a helicopter conducting surveillance for a tuna trawler spotted the catamaran bobbing in the middle of the vast ocean. Wow. I mean, this is like something out of a movie. Looks like Letterman looks now. Well, he looks like Tom Hanks looked like in a movie, Uh, which is really fascinating. Um, And there he is with his dog there. Oh, maybe that is Tom Hanks. No, that's the guy. This is him cleaned up. (laughs) With this dog. I mean, nice. look at that. And and that's where we sit there and we look at like the globe. We forget how much oh my ocean God. is out there. Oh yeah. It's like seventy five percent of the of the earth. It's amazing. Yeah. I had a friend of mine went on a cruise two weeks ago. He was terrified to get on it. Really? Terrified. His wife wanted to go, their son wanted to go. They went. They had a good time. But he basically said I'm on a boat in the middle of, and what happens mm-hmm. if something happens? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, ah, nothing's going to happen. You'll be fine. There are floating cities now. You'll be okay. He's like, okay, I'm sure they told the Titanic people that years ago. Yeah. I mean, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, terrified of it. Yeah, and if you ever want to be scared about uh, going out on the ocean, just Google rogue waves and, you know. I don't want to. Okay. Rogue yeah. waves, just yeah. what does that mean? Just like for some reason that they don't truly understand the way waves, you know, coalesce and magnify each other every once in a while out of nowhere, you get this gigantic wave in the middle of the ocean. And, you know, they are a lot of ship disappearances are blamed on rogue waves, but not, not cruise ships. Uh, yeah, they could take down big ships too. Really? These are massive waves. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, just to uh, see, this sucks. I'm not signed into YouTube. Yeah, no. I yeah. watch the stupid commercials. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if I can find one. This first one. I mean, that, but that looks like more of a wave. That looks like a typhoon. Yeah. But, and this is not, this is not, this is not uh, like a tidal wave or on shore. These are out in the middle of the ocean. Right. And then they could swamp vessels. All right. So here's one with a boat. Oh, my God. And they're riding right into it. Yeah. Oh, I guess they're going to ride over it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's some but, scary but stuff. But that's inside of land. But these other ones, not not tidal waves, not shore waves. These are just waves that 
accumulate, grow massive out in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Like with, you know, a thousand miles from land. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And then you see like these rigs that are out there in the ocean where Mm -hmm. I guess they're drilling for oil, I guess. Could you imagine having to live on that? Yeah, and they do for months and oh months and months. God, there are some. I mean, it's, oh, it's like being on a submarine for months, underwater which, for months. Yeah. I, well, and that comes to my fear again. I, I, there's no way I could do that. No, there's not no. a chance I could do that. No. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's why I always thank my. I'm very uh, grateful for the careers we chose. Yeah. Yeah, and I would go to I go Wikipedia the rogue wave rather than try to YouTube it. Okay. But that'll give you a better. It, idea of what the hell they are uh and last thing uh were you f- i'm sure you were familiar with it but when this whole story broke on friday with this long island mm-hmm. murderer were you like completely up on this or is this no. something you were just no, i, I w- had no idea what the I hell was, was going just on just vaguely aware of it probably in part because geo and uh, boober and geo probably mentioned it here or there yeah and of course al's obsession with serial killers and he right. probably mentioned it on a podcast or something somewhere. But no, I was had no idea of the specifics. Just like you, sort of the vaguest notion of what yes. was going on. I had no idea. Yeah. And I had two inter, uh, two interactions on Friday night, which I thought were fascinating, just because of how localized it is. So we went down to the Proving Ground in uh, the Highlands. Atlantic mm-hmm. Highlands went out to dinner. And saw a couple of, couple of listeners, very nice people. And this one woman comes up to me. And she goes, hey, so I watch the show every day. Love you guys. You know, uh, Boomer's, she didn't say he's this hall pass. She said something like that, though. Mm-hmm. She goes, Boomer's my fantasy. I forget. But she's really into Boomer. She goes, man, she wouldn't stop talking, which was fine. I, right. No problem talking to her. You know, I loved Craig, but then Boomer, I didn't like Gio at first, but now I love him. She goes, but I got to tell you. She goes, today's show stunk. <laughs> I'm like, Why? She goes, what was all that about? Serial killers? I'm like, oh, yeah. And I, well, they're Long Island guys. It's a big story, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. About an hour later, we sit down to dinner with, we were with three other couples. And one of the couples, originally from Long Island, her name is Andrea. And she goes, she goes, I have to tell you, he watches your show all the time, her husband. Mm-hmm. She goes, I don't. She goes, I stumbled upon it this morning. Captivating. Yeah. She goes, that was amazing. Right. I'm like, oh, you were. She goes, well, I grew up an hour from Massapequa. Like, I, she, I, that was so great what you guys did today. It was so funny. Like within an hour, the person from the Jersey Shore did not care, and then I, she's from Long Island and thought it was just amazing, which makes sense. And, and for me, I experienced both things. At first, I was like, oh God, we're going to talk about this for a little, and I really didn't care. But then, as the drama sort, it captivated. You got into me. it, yeah, right. And un- unlike you, I'm there. I'm listening. Yeah, like, I can't hear anything. You were out, out there. there editing this and that. So for me, I went from like, oh geez, you know, I didn't really sure. care about it to being captivated by it. You realize how different my job is from three years ago? Oh my God, yes. You yeah. go from having Bob here as you know, whatever he did, he did a lot for the show, but it was basically for the entire show, plus a tape editor out there. Sure. I used to be able to read articles, listen and monitor the mm-hmm. whole show to tape editor gone. Ask yeah. Bob to help me out and do it. And he did a lot. Yes. To then Bob gone, like I don't hear anything. Right. And for me, it's ever since the pandemic and then with the increased things I have to do for the digital platforms, it's a similar thing. Yeah. I have probably 
a little more of the time that I, I used to that, than you do. But still, for me, I am preoccupied by other things that I never had to do. I know a lot of it is in the first two hours, just like you. Right. You just got to be, I have to get in. I have all these other things I have to do that I started doing to, during the pandemic. And they <laughs> never went away. I'm still doing them. Yeah. And then the increased uh, digital stuff that we have to do as well. So it's yeah. great. It really is. It's not like it, it's um, the amount of people that are like, Hey, blah, blah, blah this morning. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're referencing. Yeah. And there's times in there Weird. when sometimes, and you, you've experienced it to me, like I'm doing stuff. Yeah, and I know. You'll ask me a question. I'm like, ah, I know. Hey. What is he talking to me? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, all right. We got to go, Eddie. Thank all you very right. much. Uh, we'll do this again Wednesday. I think I'll have Fliegelman yes, tomorrow. Fliegs tomorrow. And then you on Wednesday, if that's okay. Well, that's fine. And then no podcast, no extra podcast Thursday because I'm off Thursday, Friday. Right. We'll just do the uh, post the warm up with, I think both of those days is uh, C Low and C Mac, which today was the first time I believe that they've ever worked together. And guess what's happening in about five seconds? You're going to hear the warm-up show with CeeLo and C-Mac yes. coming up right now when you do your CEO thing. CEO! Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.